Should theology be in the domain of politics? McAtee undresses Wolf. Not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> Welcome to Iron Rhetoric with your intrepid host, Pastor Brett McAtee. Truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yet that scaffold sways the future, and behind the dim unknown, standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. Hello, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to Iron Rhetoric, we're glad to have you along for the ride. We try here to be as controversial as we possibly can in order to get people's ears to perk up. I don't think I'm as good at it as, uh, is it Eric Kahn? Is that, is that the chap's name? Yeah, Eric yeah, seems Eric to have Kahn. a seems to have a gift at saying Captain Obvious stuff that makes people's hair go on fire. <laughs> good job, Eric. But we, uh, we try to run a close second maybe to, to Eric here. Uh, this morning, afternoon or evening, depending where you're at, uh, we're looking at this issue of uh, natural law theory again, only in a con. Well, it's not really a conversation because Dr. Stephen Wolf posted something and then I responded to it, and uh, he's got a million things in his plate, uh, probably a billion. He's not going to respond to me, and I don't blame him. I, however, I'm just a simple pastor of a simple rural church. Well, I guess a suburban church, and so I have more uh, time, perhaps, to go down these rabbit holes. A few days ago, or by the time you're listening to this, a few weeks ago maybe, uh, over on X, they call it X now. Um, I, I, I still call it Twitter, but they're calling it X. And Stephen Wolf's on there. I, just recently he said he's gone for the rest of the year. I'm going to miss you, Stephen. Uh, but he offered this uh, typical natural law kind of statement, a quote here, Christians need fewer theologians writing about politics, Politics for Christians should mainly be a discipline of non-theologians. Unquote, Dr. Stephen Wolf. This uh, caused me to choke. My wife had to perform Heimlich in order to get me rolling again. After this, uh, after this statement, Wolf then quotes from Francis Junius, a man who was trained to be a minister but left disgusted with the politics in the church and in his native country. Uh, surrounding the politics that were surrounding the controversy between Arminianism and the supporters, including his own uncle who supported Calvinism. But Junius had this to say, quote, if any theologian labors concerning the matters relating to the ordering of human society, he wastes himself and does the most serious injury to the God who calls him, to the church for whose sake he has been called and to her calling by being a busybody and meddling in others' business, which is insatiable ambition, unquote. Obviously, I disagree with Junius here, and I can't help but wonder if he was embittered by the protracted struggles between Arminianism and Calvinism and how that was affecting government in general. But let me just make a few observations here. Uh, first, Wolf's position... Uh, Amazingly enough, apes the position, as we've said, of radical two-kingdom theology. R2K, like Wolf here, insists that ministers should stay away from politics. The metaphor that's often used is ministers should stay in their own lane. Don't talk about abortion from the pulpit. 
Don't talk about sodomy from the pulpit. Don't advocate for Sabbath laws and the social order for, from the pul- pulpit. Don't give reasons from the Bible as to why magistrates are in sin for pursuing an immigration policy that dilutes both the religion of the people and the original stock. Wolf wants all this to himself and others like him. Wolf desires for the elimination of a thus saith the Lord ringing from the church and from the pulpits. And what's ironic about all this is that even though Stephen Wolf sat in a death wrestling match with R2K, this is the same exact position of David Van Drunen and he of radical two kingdom fame. So this is a case of, uh, oddly enough, perhaps politics makes strange bedmates. Second, uh, Wolf being a Thomist and follower uh, and following the natural law school of basically advocates here for the same kind of philosophy, ideology, theology that emanated from the pagan enlightenment. Wolf doesn't need any stinking theology in order to arrive at politics. Indeed, per Wolf, politics should belong to a to non theologians as as if they were even possible. Wolf is is echoing that which is called the Enlightenment, although I prefer to call it the Endarkament. He's echoing the Endarkament project and is advocating that man starting from himself by the use of right reason and natural law can come to truth without any scriptural revelation, without theology. For the presuppositionalists, that is anathema. And of course, I would say for the biblical Christian, that is anathema. Allow me to, well, maybe I'll get at it eventually. If I don't, I'll circle back to it. Allow me to say once again, there are exactly, I counted them, I counted them, I spent a lot of time counting them. There are exactly zero academic disciplines that can be pursued apart from theology. Theology, my friends, remains the queen of the sciences. It is the beginning point for every academic discipline, including Dr. Wolf politics, including law, including education, including sociology. You name the academic discipline, and it begins with theology. Indeed, if you give me something written by an academic on history, on sociology, on law, on policies, if you give me something written by them, I will tell you their theology because theology is the driver of everything. Theology then is inescapable and is the beginning point for all disciplines. There is no pursuing any discipline without theological a priori. That's what we mean by theology is the queen of the sciences. This idea that there is no pursuing any discipline without theological a priori includes the natural law Thomas types who hide from themselves the theology that they're working from while insisting that they're not doing theology. Wolf does this in his books. In his, in his book, insisting in his book that he's not doing theology. I promise you, all any of us do all the time, including Dr. Wolf, is theology. It's just either purposeful disingenuousness or a blindness of epic proportions to deny this. Fourthly, as an observation, there are whole books out there connecting theology to politics. Get Martin Fulner's Theonomy in the Westminster Confession. Get Dr. Glenn R. Martin's Prevailing World Views of Western Society since 1500. R.J. Rush, Dooney, Francis Schaeffer, Gary North, C. Greg Singer, all connected with what they wrote on politics 
to theology. Pray tell, what does Wolf do with the Black Road Regiment in the American colonies during the run-up to the War for American Independence? These guys, Sunday by Sunday in the pulpit, guess what they were connecting? They were connecting politics. They were starting with their theology and then connecting politics to it. That's why they were hated so much by the crown and by uh, the Anglicans and the Anglican church. Now, Wolf, hating the presuppositional school since he's a natural law, theologian, natural law theologian, and I feel the same way about his philosophy as he does about my theology, uh, Wolf, like his R2K bedfellows, doesn't want the presuppositionalist swimming in a pool that is politics he thinks should be exclusive to him and his ilk. And his R2K pool buddies think the same way. But I'm here to tell you that all of them are over their head and they're drowning. Fifthly, we want to say by way of observation, I understand how frustrated Wolf is, I think, by so many clergy who are absolute dorks who are resisting him, uh, resisting his idea of Christian nationalism, to be precise. And there are a lot of idiots out there. I mean, I'm, I'm on Twitter occasionally. These guys who are clergy and some of the things they write, they, they make me, they reinforce the idea that I'm embarrassed to tell anybody I'm clergy. Um, little story here, a bit of a rabbit trail. Uh, I was visiting my, my youngest daughter once, and uh, she had a friend walk in and uh, making small, oh, what do you do for a living? I said, oh, I'm, I'm a custodial for a small nonprofit organization in Michigan. And later the friend left and my daughter, Dad, I tell everybody you're a preacher. Now you're telling them, well, the reason I don't tell people I'm a, I'm a minister or I'm clergy is because clergy on the whole are stupid. And I don't want to be associated with that. And if you have any doubts, if you have any doubts about that, there's two things that you can do. You can go to Twitter and look up the clergy who are writing stuff, uh, Scott Einall, Doug Wilson, Owen Strawn, James White, uh, what's the other guy with all the tattoos that's in White's organization? Oh, uh, you're referring to um, Apologia, Pastor Jeff Durbin. Yeah, yeah. And I could go on and on with with a list of names. And why should I want to admit that I'm in the same business these guys are in? It's embarrassing. So I understand that Wolf is frustrated with the clergy. These These people, these clergy... They rot at politics because they rot at theology. They shouldn't be allowed anywhere near a pulpit, frankly. And I'm surprised that God hasn't struck many of them dead where they stand in their pulpits for resisting the lordship of Jesus Christ over the nations. However, the conclusion here isn't to restrict theology, a theology that touches every area of life, including politics, from the ballywick of the pulpit. So I'm, I think maybe... What Wolf is doing here is a statement, and I think this is trying to interpret him with charity, is he's saying, look, they're getting it so wrong, they're doing it so badly, that I wish they just shut up about it. If that's what he's doing, I understand. I still don't agree, but I can understand how someone can get so frustrated uh, to that end. As we continue to make observations, I've, I admit, I've said this over and over again, I've said it on Iron Ink. I've liked some of the conclusions that Wolf has arrived at, but I absolutely loathe and despise and hate the man's natural law methodology. We see the instability of it again in Wolf's echoing of, of the R2K school 
in his desire to eliminate theology from politics. Here we have R2K, which insists that they are the voice of God's natural law, and Wolf, who insists that he is the voice of God's natural law, and these two are at each other's throats as to what natural law teaches. If R2K Thomas and the Wolf crowd Thomas can't agree on what natural law teaches, how is anybody else going to read the T laws of natural law rightly? I mean, Wolf, Van Drunen, Horton, R. Scott Clark, these guys are all, are you know, they're all sharp cookies. And yet uh, they can't agree with each other on what natural law teaches. How's a, how's a dumble like me going to have any chance? Natural law, we should say, went the way of the dodo bird because men began to see that it was clearly a thin and weak reed to lean upon. Natural law was eclipsed because it sucked wind. It sucked wind as a theology and as a philosophy. It sucked wind because it could not provide stability for a social order. The reason then, the reason now that natural law sucks so badly as an epistemological foundation is that it's completely subjective to whomever is reading natural law. This is proven in spades by the fact that the R2K fanboys and the Wolf fanboys, who both love them some natural law, can't stand in each other's presence when it comes to working out what natural law really means. And so Wolf is just wrong when he, when he says that Christians need fewer theologians writing about politics. Politics for Christians should mainly be a discipline of non-theologians. That's just errant. Christians need more theologians who are writing about politics because they've actually been trained to think theologically with all the implications that that means. If, if we cordon theology into this one little stream or rivulet and then say, well, it can't cross over in these other streams, we've reduced the import of theology. We need to keep going back to the idea that theology is the queen of the sciences. And because it's the queen of the sciences, we need more theologians writing about politics. Now, to be sure, you can have a subdiscipline called political theology. And there are things that people in that subdiscipline would need to be aware of. But they would still be theologians before they would be politicians. I mean, you, you look at uh, Rutherford who wrote Lex Rex, a, a, a great theological work. You, you look at Gillespie. Uh, I think he was the author of um, Aaron's Rod Budding or something like that, which was also a, a political work. They were both theologians. Calvin was a, a theologian who wrote tons on politics. I just think it's unfortunate we're in the place now where we have smart people like Wolf telling us we need fewer theologians writing about politics. But that's where the church is in 2023. Pray God it won't be there in 2048. This is Pastor Brett along with my genius tech guy, Matt Smith. Uh, whether it's good morning or good night or good afternoon, we wish the best to all of you. Godspeed. Thank you for joining us this week. Look for us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM. Don't you
Don't you know she could Bring a good feeling ain't had in such a long time Save my life, I'm going down 